You're listening to Close the Loop, a podcast for business decision makers who are eager to put on their marketing hat and prove the worth of their campaigns. Here to get you excited about attribution and invite you to act on these topics is the host, Kevin Dini, a true marketing and data nerd, live and virtual event speaker, and fan of all things Batman. He's joined by a variety of guests, subject matter experts, and colleagues who are passionate about helping business leaders like you to succeed. No need to take notes. Just visit the show page on callsource.com and read the transcripts, watch the episodes, or get any links mentioned in the show. Hello. And welcome to the Close the Loop podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Dini. And today, we're going to be talking about the latest trends that seem to be shaping the entire marketing industry. And we're going to apply this to the smaller businesses, medium-sized businesses, the businesses that are out there, you know, to some degree, maybe using some marketing, maybe using uh, quite a bit of marketing. Uh, so what innovations are there happening across the board? Obviously, marketing innovations generally you know relate to how a business is growing acquiring new business expanding its outreach uh, you know launching and releasing new services offers products being able to reach and connect better with its consumers its patients its customers its leads you know the faster a business can turn consumers you know just use that as a blanket term into paying customers or clients or something like that that's kind of like the better they're doing in marketing. Now, that could also be sales. Anything that's going on there with the business and growing its sales numbers, its revenue, increasing its profit, right? That's sort of the overall business objective. Marketing's aim in that is to do that in kind of specialized ways. So what is happening in the marketing industry? What innovations are there, right? What's going on out there that is going to be shaping the way businesses do business in the future? So a few things is that no prediction is going to is going to do is going to be perfect. There's no crystal ball for this stuff, right? So the things I'm talking about, do they even matter? Will they come to fruition? Are they true? The thing is, a lot of marketing trends have been going on for a while. They just haven't peaked yet. Others peaked and now they're on the downhill, right? Others maybe just starting. Are they going to reach, you know, a, a healthy point to help businesses or are they just going to, you know, putter out? That's a lot of what's going on. And obviously, we can't predict the future. There's no crystal ball here. Making predictions is tough. They're most usually predictions are, especially over, you know, making a prediction in the far future generally are always wrong. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be having flying cars and really cool hover skateboards and stuff like that, like we've seen in the movies. So let's let's go into a little bit of what's what we want to get out of the way first with marketing trends. The first is... Obviously, no one can know the future. Their predictions are usually flawed. So we're going to be focusing on trends, things that have some leg to stand on, right? We're not talking like, oh, do I think that we're going to be able to have microchips in people's brains and know everything that's going on in their thoughts? That's a little too far future, okay? We're talking just in the next you know, five years or so, what marketing trends that have already started do we think are going to cause innovation or the innovations that have already started, what do we think is going to cause businesses to want to jump on board, jump on the train, right? That's what we're going to focus on. So the other thing that we want to get out of the way is 
the idea that marketing doesn't really change over time. And (laughs) there's a yes and no, right? Like on one side, it's like, well, marketing doesn't change that much. Businesses don't change that much. The idea is just make money. That's been a, that's been a belief. That's been a value for businesses for centuries, millennia. (laughs) So why would, you know, why, how could there be new marketing innovation? We're not talking about just the basic formula of how business works. We're talking about how businesses are efficient with their time and their resources, right? How you're going to put money into whatever you're doing, a a marketing channel, uh, an idea, a strategy, a tactic, anything like that. How is it going to make its return? And what is the right way to do that? And should you be doing multiple things at the same time? Those things have have changed dramatically. The environment has changed dramatically over millennia. It's changed a lot in just the last couple of years, right? There's a pandemic that's gone on. There's economic crisis. There's political crisis. There's regulations coming in and out of states and, and counties and cities and technology innovations and devices and phones and now watches and all kinds of fun stuff, right? So <laughs> there's a lot going on in marketing. Yes, the more things change, the more things stay the same, right? Kind of idea is still there. The basics of marketing are probably still going to be there. You still want to have a positive ROI. So the last thing is, are we going to be talking about trends that don't apply to your industry, right? So you know your business, your industry best. You know, maybe you have an idea of what trends are coming. So you'll probably hear some, you know, t- talked about today. The other thing is, I think a lot of businesses think that the marketing shifts, the trends, the innovations are better off to be acted upon once they've really proven themselves, right? So there's the idea in marketing, the, you know, there's a curve and at the beginning of anything, any trend, any new innovation, anything like that, the people who jump on board first are usually labeled the early adopters, right? So what are you? (laughs) Are you someone who, Ooh, this sounds interesting. Let's try it out. Or are you someone who's like, you know what? Let's just wait until everyone else has tried it. <laughs> Let's make sure that nothing catastrophic or terrible or or crazy happens, you know, because that's how some businesses can flop. That's how businesses can find themselves in uh, deep problematic waters is they've jumped on board into an innovation, into an idea or a strategy. They saw it at a conference, they read in a book, and it just didn't, it didn't come together for them. Uh, it didn't work out for them. The trend flopped, right? So what kind of a business leader are you? There's still trends that have not reached their peak that may, that you may be wanting to pay attention to now, right? And I also believe wholeheartedly that the better a business can be, right, at identifying the trends that are going to work for their business, for their teams, for how they do business, how they grow, how they want to grow their business, the better the businesses can grow. Your business could literally grow surfing the wave, the trends of marketing and innovation and technology and all the other things that are happening in the market, right? You could just do business how you have businesses of your type have been done for the last 30 years. Sure. You know, maybe even the last 50 years, 100 years, uh, businesses like yours could have, you know, been going. But does that mean that they're going to keep going the same that they always have. That success will always be just simply hard work and determination, right? Is that going to be the key to success? We've seen tons of businesses rise to amazing statuses that didn't just use those basic principles, but used other things like innovation or or strategy or cunning or being able to find a disruptive innovation technology, right? The thing that you want to capitalize on is how can you take advantage of this trend? that's going on. 
So we're going to be talking about that a little bit. We've had other episodes, especially uh, our topic uh, with Stu Heineck. He was really, the whole episode is based on how to make the use of disruption. So if you want to, you know, jump back into that previous podcast episode, he, he was great having him talk about, you know, making use of disruptive times. Trends can be positive, right? Surf the wave or disruptive, like a giant sinkhole just appeared. <laughs> so what are we going to do about that? Right. So your business has a playbook, has a way it wants to grow, a way it wants to expand, where you want to either add more trucks, add more business, expand your territory, your consumers. You want to take more market share out of your area. You want to be able to increase your price. You want to make more, have greater margin, lower your costs. All these things are levers. Okay. So that's your playbook on how you're going to succeed, right? So think about these trends and how they may apply to your business. Uh, second, just because a trend sounds awesome, right? I want to grow my customers. Here's a trend on how to grow your customers. Can't just end there. <laughs> you have to go, okay, could I use the strategy? Could I apply that? You know, is my marketer on my team? Do I even have a marketer on my team? Who's doing the marketing? Who's going to be doing this? Could I even pull it off? <laughs> that's much, that's sort of the, where the rubber hits the road for a lot of this. So be thinking about that. And finally, should you jump all in? I think everyone, most business leaders who'd hear this go, yeah, right. I would never jump all in on like an untested, unproven <laughs> marketing trend or business trend. What is that? But there, there is just like the pandemic forced tons of businesses to rethink their brick and mortar status, to go a little more virtual, to go more you know, online. And if they didn't, they sunk. There is that possibility that a trend is going to be so impactful that if you don't find a way to eventually adopt it, you know, you're do you're toast, you're done. And those don't, you may think, well, my industry has been solid for, I don't know, forever. It still may impact you. There are still disruptions that become so drastic that they hit every industry pretty heavy. So let's talk about some of the predictions, some of the trends. We'll go into some of those now. So the first one's this this is coming from okay I did some research so let me tell you where I got this from right I researched recent conferences as as recent as last week for us so that would be October September August July of 2022 okay so we can maybe fast forward a year from now and see how these predictions or trends hold up but <laughs> that's where this information is coming from it's very at least for me right now very recent so here's a trend that's been going I want to say it's probably been going at least five or six years. It could be could be closer to 10. Um, and that's the advent of IoT, right? So technology, internet of things, the technology that hardware, right? Like mechanical hardware that is talking to the internet. Now, now you might what comes to what should come to mind is like smart devices, right? Internet connected, Bluetooth connected uh, devices for measurement, for monitoring, for servicing. That IoT world, like the connected, taking the like the typically analog world and connecting it to a digital area, is huge and has been rapidly increasing in consumer areas. Now, for businesses, you know, this has been going on for a long time, probably trying to get a lot of analog into the digital. But in a lot of uh, areas in consumer in, in consumer space, that is making headway because it's got to be done in a different way, right? It's got to be. 
uh, helpful and makes sense to consumers and has to be able to connect. So since most consumers have smartphones or devices or internet, um, that is now starting to really rise up. And so what do, I, what do we mean by that? What are some examples, right? So we mentioned smart devices, light bulbs, outlets, switches, TVs, entire watering irrigation systems, right? Uh, could be could be like issue things like in plumbing. It could be like mechanical servicing, like an uh, air conditioner. It could be expanding into, you know, it's, it's obviously gone outside could, uh, security systems. There's a lot of things that are now connected to the internet, connected to people's phones than there ever was before. So that's kind of making it so that people want these things because they see the, the benefits of them being able to monitor and see when they maybe need servicing being alerted when there's something that's wrong before it gets catastrophic, right? So that's impacting businesses because now they're the ones who are going to be installing these things. Uh, it could be that the average person doesn't want to install, you know, upgrade their thermostat to a smart one, right? A, a Nest or whatever they are. There's a lot of things like that where people are like, I'd rather have someone else do it, uh, do it right. So an entire area of consumer hardware is suddenly being innovated, right? Suddenly changing and people are swapping it out. So that is huge to capitalize on. That's a disruption, right? Being able to offer that service is an area where you could capitalize on that if that's in your wheelhouse. Another one that's interesting too, which has uh, been probably longer now, 20 years going on, gosh, is scheduling, calendar-based internet-connected scheduling. So. A lot of people have sort of sort of a calendar plan or, or planner or something like that. And so when businesses are scheduling with consumers, either for that's in a meeting, an appointment, uh, could even be with teachers, could be with uh, psychologists, doctors. A lot of things are now going online, virtual, right? There's these virtual conferences like Zoom and Teams and all these things like that that are happening where people have the ability to now... It's not maybe more than a phone call and it's because it might be video involved and they're planning and scheduling and everyone's being alerted. People are showing up like there's instead of just your appointment is that this time here's a business card with it on it. It's now like you'll be texted. You'll have it in your calendar. You'll be reminded with an email, right? It's pretty hard to make up the excuse that you missed the appointment because you didn't know <laughs> when you get assaulted by emails and texts and uh, notifications and all these things. And those are so helpful as a business to know that you're getting your appointments to show, right? You're getting your appointments to reach like uh, the next stage. And that is a big deal. So online scheduling is now out there. And if you haven't checked it out yet, I would definitely check that out. Better than a form sometimes. Um, sometimes it, it's, you know, some people prefer forms. That's the best thing about innovative things when they're at another option. Cause there's some people who actually prefer chatting. Some people who want to text, some people who want to call, some people who would like to just go right into a scheduler, right. And book the time. So that way it's done and they can forget about it. Um, there's a lot of reasons that people may have not enough time, may have a preference for one of those or any other, but I think it's a big deal that businesses can sort of adopt these without having to do it without having to pay a high cost to do it. A lot of these tools and innovations have cut through the complicated integration setup and have just have an all-in-one package that's really easy to make use of. So I, I 
can't drop any specific because they're all over. And there's some, I would specifically look for ones that are designed for your industry because they probably have thought of, you know, other considerations that you'd want to um, make note of. Again, call source does not do the scheduling stuff at this point. So uh, I'm not even touting any service that we have. All right, here's another trend. Again, these are, I'm, I'm trying to start with the ones that are kind of obvious, but are also been going for a while. These are ones that are a lot healthier. If you haven't jumped on board yet, you definitely should, right? Another one is remote assistance. So there's two angles to this. One is quick help. And I didn't even know that this was something that was available for you know a lot more industries until recently. Um, I had an electrician who who said, hey, just take a picture of it. Okay, took a picture of it. And then he said, okay, do you have FaceTime? Yes, okay, I'll FaceTime you and, and then I can show you and then you can walk through the steps so that, you know, everything's fine. You can make, you can show me what's going on with the switch that wasn't working. So I showed him and I had the FaceTime and I, I pressed the reset button on the GFCI outlet. It popped, didn't work, it didn't work. He's like, okay, yeah, that's not working. So there's a few other steps you could take, but, you know, this is confirmed i know like i can see i have a better idea of what's happening i should be able to fix this and so that's sort of how that went and i thought wow that's interesting quick help is an interesting way to provide remote access but there's other areas where this is happening right there's doctor visits um my wife was able to get a doctor or nurse or someone on to just confirm you know whether one of our kids needed to go to the urgent care or not that was provided remotely <laughs> And they weren't even there in the room, right? It was being able to assess the current symptoms, see the, you know, see our, our one of our kids and see how they were doing and be able to assess that right there. It saved us, you know, how it is going to urgent cares. And, and sometimes it's a long wait and it's a lot of a commitment to go do that. So that was our big, that was a big deal. And the other area that's really interesting in remote assistance, it, again, this is just a trend. So think about ways to capitalize on it is the virtual ride along. This is something that CallSource has been doing lately, and this is something that I think is very cool. So for businesses that have customer, consumer, right, interactions in person, someone on your company is meeting with, you know, your direct consumers. And this is a lot of times where they go to their homes, where they go out, where they're in a store, or they're moving around in an environment, right? Anything like that, where you want to know, well, what's, what's being said? What's going on? Like, you know... I've trained my team on this. I, you know, there's a lot of things going on, a lot of things that our team needs to know, be aware of. But is there additional training and support I could provide them? So what we do, we have our application. It's in the App Store, Google Store, Play Store. And you hit record, you know, you get permission with the consumer, you hit record, boom. And then you can be walking with them, talking to them. And it's recording the conversation that's happening. It's like a, a ride along, right? That's what we call it, the virtual ride along <laughs> experience. And so the business leaders, owners can hear, okay, this is what's happening. But not only that, who wants to listen to a couple hundred or whatever it is, interactions every month? That's just a lot. How do you know which ones are going to be valuable? Which ones maybe contain um, specific areas where what was said might be problematic or an objection wasn't handled as well as it could have been or an area you can train them on, right? You see this happening across multiple of your reps or teams. You could go, you know what, let's have, let's have a powwow about, you know, price objection or, you know, winter related, seasonal related stuff. And 
or how to handle this situation better. And those are really awesome opportunities to take from that. And we take the recording, we listen to it, right? We flag areas, we have people doing this. So you get really great, I think, pinpoints along, you know, what could be a 30 minute interaction period. And it's down to just, okay, here's a 30 second bit across your 10 interactions that happened today. That'd be really interesting for you to listen to or really interesting to train on. Or here's the areas that your team is failing on or or needs more improvement on. And th- that is huge. So again, remote assistance, remote-based, being able to assist or be there either for your team or for the consumer is a big deal. If you haven't, again, if you haven't thought about how to make use of some of this stuff, I think you should consider, hmm, how could that apply to my business or how can I make use of that? The next one is third-party services to replace you know, a role or a managed service that you would, you would do yourself. So this is a big deal because businesses are like, oh, I can't afford to hire more HR people or to hire more X people, right? I can't afford to bring on a, buy a marketing, you know, two person, one person marketing team here. I don't want to have to pay for whatever, right? Any role, think about it. So there's this idea of like an outsourced virtual roles, um, outsourced, you know, CFO, outsourcing HR, outsourcing accounting, outsourcing marketing, sales, support, like all of these things have an outsourced branch. And for a while that maybe that has existed, but now it's reaching really interesting points because as a managed service, it aligns with your branding, with your service. Maybe, you know, you have call handlers that are outsourced calling on your behalf, (laughs) right? It's not sort of like telemarketing, but it comes across more like they work in your office. It's very interesting all the different ways that this sort of outsourced, managed, third-party service has, has gone. And for anything that you lack, right? Something that you're like, I got to get this off my shoulders or I have to get someone to help me do this. Does that mean, right? Here's the question. Does it mean you have to hire a full-time, part-time person? Is that going to be the way it goes? Or now that there's these options, maybe it's managed service, right? For you know some amount a month, you have unlimited use of that person or, or that role. Or you know at this tier, you now have access to five people. And you know during busy times, that's great instead of hourly based. Or you do want you do prefer an hourly based because you know it's only going to be here, here or there. It's now branching out where you have the ability to really plug gaps in your business using this third-party managed service model. These are popping up all over the place. So (laughs) some of them may be popping up internationally. So make sure that there's uh, the language is congruent and that you're very satisfied in the quality of the work that you're receiving back. Okay. So (laughs) I want to put that just really simply and kind of move on beyond that. The last thing I want to talk about is education and training. It used to be you go to school in person. <laughs> it's all it was. Uh, you had to go, you know, and you're going to go to the best school because they have a big library or they have the most books or they have the best teachers or, you know, a really nice area. Now, a lot of education, maybe in vocational related basics are now online. Maybe even some, you know, rene- renewing a license, training courses, education, learning how to do something in marketing, learning how to do a business thing, you know, learning Excel better, whatever it is, those things are now really going online in mass. So uh, one, you know, to think about it, like, would you like to learn something that might help your business? 
There's even team packages for a lot of these things, which are really cool. The other angle is, are there courses that you could offer? Is there any knowledge you have that you feel like you're an expert at? But if you just put together some videos, someone else records, someone else came in, wrote up, you know, made it uh, for you, and you just provided like the, the really solid wisdom in the content that it could be turned into a course. That again is another thing that is exploding. I would say it has been going for at least 10 years um, in the online space. And so I don't know if it's peaked or not yet, but it has definitely found its way into greater in you know wider wider industries than just college based or you know I think it started a lot with marketing. Because again, marketing has so many things that are innovating and changing, and there's great courses to learn. Okay, what's a new trend? What's a new way to do marketing? <laughs> so that's been popular. So let's go back to let's take a pause on at this point because we've gone over the trends, the healthiest trends I could think of that, and I found you know, from research, which was looking at conferences, events, what experts are talking about, LinkedIn groups, Facebook groups, Twitter, case studies, businesses like that report on this type of thing, um, Forbes and Business Insider, lots of, lots of interesting sources have pulled. And this is what was the most common types of trends that have been happening that are healthy now. Okay. So now we're going to get into less healthy, maybe newer innovative stuff. Okay. And for that, I want to kind of mention like a positive trend that could impact your business is something that you feel, again, you feel like you could apply in your business to take advantage of. Sideways stuff, disruptions are things you got to be aware of. You got to be a, maybe have a, a little bit more of a risk management hat on <laughs> for how that could impact you, right? Are there things? So generally businesses sit in a supply chain, right? You get whatever product whatever service, whatever knowledge, whatever it is you get from somewhere else, you know, you use it, sell it, apply it, right? And then it moves on. So wherever you sit in that chain, it's worth noting and thinking about disruption can come from below, can come from above, can come from the same level as you, right? A competitor of yours might have an innovation or it could come from a supplier, you know, a distributor, someone uh, wherever you get whatever service or product you're you're offering from, what if they decide to do something that impacts you, right? What if a nearby business, um, what's a good example of this? For instance, there's McDonald's, they make food, you know, they, they do food and stuff. And then Starbucks cropped up and they're just about coffee. And then they started to be about food too. And then they're about juices. And then, you know what I mean? Like they're sort of expanding out besides just coffee and McDonald's expanded out besides just burger fries. And, you know, they, they went out too. So sometimes it's like a, a horizontal leap. It's not too bad. Uh, when it's vertical leap, it can be a lot harder, right? So there's a lot of angles to this. It could be that a company that has nothing to do with you at all decides, you know what? I'm going to get into the same industry as you. And you think, oh man, <laughs> they have nothing to do with this industry. You know, that'll be harder for them to penetrate. But Maybe they're of such a size or they, they have some other advantage that could help them. So disruption is hard to look out for, but it's going to happen. So that's sort of the difference, right? We're talking about trends. We're talking about disruptions. Those are sort of how they defer. So here are some midway, maybe early, early adopter type trends you should be looking out for. One is that I find a lot is this term conversational marketing. And it's a marketing trend, not just because it has marketing in the name, but because 
it is the idea that you're going to be connecting and engaging with your consumers on a little more real time, one to one nature. Right. This is something kind of that call source specializes in because we're all about having a real time conversation on the phone, a real time chat, a real time text. Right. Um, having reviews responded to right away, really quick, you know, to when they're out there. So the person feels like, wow, this business is really paying attention to me. That's what you want. The cons- that's what the, that's what trend seems to be emerging is consumers want to feel connected to the brand. They want to feel like, OK, there's not just a giant robot behind this brand. There's people there. Right? They may care about the quality of work they perform. They're not trying to scam me, you know, just take my wallet <laughs> and move on. So how businesses sort of simulate that often easiest is conversationally, right? You had a, you talk to the owner, that made you feel better. You talk to the person when they came and it, you know, took down your writ. You felt like, okay, I, I trust this person. I trust this business. I see what, who they are, what they represent, their values, right? That's still really important. And so conversational marketing is how do you take advantage, right, of those conversational touch points? That's a big one. And again, I not just because it has something to do with call source, that just seems to be the number one early stage innovation that's coming and that businesses are getting away from making things so automated in the responsive type. And when a consumer really wants to talk to a person, they want to make sure there's a person there. <laughs> All right. So that's coming or that's that's been coming. But, you know, it's still kind of early in how businesses are actually doing that affordably. So there are technologies. There are things or some industries. Again, if you are sort of a jump on, uh, it seems like a I, I kind of believe in this trend. Then, you know, start looking around at conversational marketing um, tools, solutions for you. You can let you can see if our solutions are a fit. Otherwise, you know, find one that makes sense for your business. The other one is social media. Now, obviously, people are going to say, oh, social media has been around for since 2005 or whatever. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but what we're talking about here is social media is is sort of like rolling upon itself and adapting and evolving itself. And that is causing businesses who may have looked at it like a waste of time. (laughs) Now it could be something worthwhile. So. There's a lot of opportunities in social media. There's communities, there's videos, advertising, there's organic side of it, right? There's building that area where you can interact with your consumers, again, conversationally. There's just a lot going on. Um, it's also a place for, for users to do, share user-generated content, which is closer to what I think is the true trend. So user-generated content is people making videos, posts about your products, your service, your brand you know, the, like the general products or whatever services that you provide. And those are connecting with other people, getting them to think about, oh yeah, maybe I need that too. You know, maybe that's interesting. Maybe I should try that. They're kind of, it's taking influencers, which were normally just celebrities, you know, <laughs> and making everyday people the uh, sort of advocates of of the brands or products or services. So that's that's been coming. And I'm not talking about MLMs. I'm talking about uh, businesses whose sort of advocacy area is strong. You know, they're like, hey, this person came over and fixed this. I recommend them type of stuff, you know, sort of sort of similar to reviews. Okay, now I'm going to kind of go through the next couple of these a little bit quicker because I, I think they're sort of self-explanatory. One of them is media formats. It is being demanded, and this is, again, sort of earlier in the trend, that businesses offer not just a giant website of text, 
but they have a video that they put themselves in the video so they can be seen or their their idea, their vision, their values come across in the video, right? Um, their services are shown, how they operate is shown in a video format, in an audio format, podcasts like this. Who, who would have thought podcasts, you know, that, you know, radio DJ jockey type people would be coming up out of businesses all over the place. But here it is. Here I am. So um, there's even audio only type content. People just talk into like a mic and that shows up in social. It's going to be coming. Think about that. So how can your brand be have a media presence? That's a going to be a big deal, right? Is your brand in the next five years going to be putting out media? How is it going to do that? That's something that I think consider. The next one is this metaverse idea, which is, uh, I think, very similar to 3D glasses, um, basically. But you wear the headset and you're in a virtual environment. It's actually pretty cool. Um, it, it's not for people who have uh, maybe motion sickness. <laughs> um, but, you know, they're getting it's getting better. It's getting to a point where it's going to be pretty cool. But the latest ideas is like this metaverse thing hasn't taken off. So will it? I don't know. I think it's too early to tell. That's just one of those things. Um, the other one is consumer privacy. It's, it's a topic that is all over the place. I don't know if it applies to your business or industry, you know, exactly. But if you've visited a website lately and seen that huge banner somewhere at the top, the bottom, sideways, wherever it is, that says, do you accept these cookies? <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you are like, you know what? I liked it before where I didn't have that, even though, you know, my cookie information was shared. Now it's not shared, but now I have to deal with this pop-up, right? It's sort of a, <laughs> there's a trade-off happening. And so there's a big discussion about that. But consumer privacy is probably only going to get stricter for a while. So there's that. There's consumer spending. I'm not an economic expert. Uh, I had Cal Griffithon recently talk about this a little bit. Inflation, the economy, your consumers, whether it's impacting them, whether it's impacting your business or your supply chain. That's something to consider. It's sort of newish. That's why it's sort of in the early phase, how you deal with it. But it's definitely something you should consider, especially if it's going to last another year, two or three. Uh, the next one I have is email marketing. <laughs> and I laugh at this because, gosh, how long is this? This one's like a 30-year trend, right? But why am I talking it's in the early or beginning stages? Um, because everyone said email marketing is dead. And then it came back. And then they said it's dead. And then it came back again. <laughs> and I heard it again just like a year or two ago. It's dead. And then just this year, more innovations in email have come out, right? Making it better, making it easier to unsubscribe, making it easier to follow a subscription, specific subscription. Or you're interested in this type of content, and then you're not, and then you are. And then you want to subscribe to these brands for a while. And like making it a little bit easier to manage that has come about. So people are back on email again. <laughs> so I say beginning, though, of the innovation trend, because there are some really cool things going on with this space. It's not just you know, write an email, send an email. There's a lot of automation built into it. You write about 15 emails. You figure out how you want them all to deploy when specifically written for specific circumstances. And then you set it up and go. So if you haven't gotten into email automation, you definitely should. I think it's really cool. But again, there's a lot going on there and how it may apply to your industry. So it could be kind of new venturing into that territory. So, and then, okay, here is one of the... The last ones I want to talk about before uh, we kind of conclude, and that is mediums, sometimes ad mediums. 
I have just been hearing businesses for the last, let's see, at every marketing advertising conference I've been at say more and more and more ads are going digital. And that for the first time ever, I think it was two, three years ago, digital overtook traditional advertising for the first time in history, meaning more money was spent in the online marketing space than in the traditional marketing space. Traditional marketing spaces like TV, billboards, print, magazine, uh, mail, signage, those types of things. For the first time, it, digital overtook it. And so that supposedly that spelled the end of traditional marketing, <laughs> which uh, I don't know if you've driven in some areas, there's still giant billboards, there's still ads in newspapers, there's still magazines, people are still still have newspaper subscriptions or magazine subscriptions. Maybe they're not as prevalent as they were, but maybe they're more niche now. The thing is, is offline marketing dead? It's like, probably not. <laughs> so if it is dying, does that mean it's a good opportunity for you? Is it getting cheaper? Is it affordable? Is it, is it better and easier to track now? Can you see an ROI on it better? You know, is, is the environment there for your business to take advantage of it. And that could be a big maybe. I want to also mention about this one that there are ways to take advantage of an, something going downhill, right? Uh, it could be less cost. It, there could be less costs involved. When more people bid on ads, you shouldn't, maybe you don't know this, the cost per ad goes up. For instance, if I want to bid on the keyword call source and it's a dollar, and then a lot of other people want to bid on it, the bid may actually rise to $2, $3, 4 And now it's just more expensive for everyone because it's the higher demand, right? That's just how a lot of times marketing works. So if demand is dropping for these offline ads or channels or mediums, does that mean it's now really effective and affordable for you to do it? You know, I would check that. <laughs> look and see how much some of those things are because they may have changed in the last couple of years since this trend is, is happening. Now, it's the downhill trend. It's, if it's just in the last three years that it's been happening or maybe a little while longer, it could be too early. I don't know to hop on, but I think it's something worthwhile for you to investigate. There are video options in online that are now all over the place in the online. Now we're shifting to online, right? There's shorter video ads. There's ads that are, you know, in apps. Now there's video ads that, that are designed without any sounds. So you just read the text on the screen. <laughs> there's AI stuff coming into play where an artificial intelligence is going, I bet this person is interested in your service because of all these signals, which is kind of changing the game and far as far as who you advertise to, right? Because uh, the better it's getting better and better and more accurate than your ability to say, oh, I just want, you know, 40 year old people who own homes. <laughs> it might be much more precise at being able to get people who are interested in saving money and get you more leads. So there's just a lot going on in the marketing sphere. I think the biggest ones I mentioned at the beginning, right, like some of the digital remote areas of innovation that I think businesses should they're at a healthy point. They should be jumping on before it's too late. These latter ones, um, I would consider if something jumps out to you, right? You haven't thought of something and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, that sounds really interesting to me. That could really work. Let me go check it out. The, so the last thing I want to mention is how to capitalize on a trend without sinking your ship. <laughs> so, you know, everything has a requirement. 
let's take uh, billboard ads, for example, an offline thing. You first have to figure out, okay, who who do I who do I find out who's advertising on billboards? Then, okay, where would I you know what billboard would hit the audience I want? Then, is the billboard going to be effective? Right? What's it going to look like? How are I going? How are people driving going to be able to you know? see my brand or see the phone number or the website or whatever it is you're trying to accomplish and perform that action, contact you. You know what I mean? There's a lot to consider there. And you take all those requirements into account, what it will cost, what you need. Okay. You need images. Does that mean you need a designer? Does that mean you need graphic help? Will they, will the billboard company provide all this? How, you know, how effective does it need to be or minimum costs always come into play, (laughs) Right. It's like, oh, to advertise here, it'll be a 5,000 minimum. It's like, okay, is that too much, you know, in a month, per month (laughs) for a business, for your business or isn't whatever, you know, you figure out if you have, you write all your options down and you figure out, okay, here's what's required for each one. Here's my confidence in them. Here's what I think will happen. That's That's just sort of how it has to go. But if you try to jump in all the way, you might sink. So the best thing you could probably do is put a grounded foot in there without having to go all the way in and be super involved in whatever trend it is. For instance, is there a billboard you could advertise on for cheap for a little while and just see if it works? You know what I mean? See if, see if for what you get, you get something out. Now, obviously, they may recommend, look, one billboard or five billboards, or whatever the minimum is, is just not going to do as well as if you spent, you know, a million dollars, but that's just focus on, okay, I just want to test the waters, right? How much can I lose? Right. So risk capital, (laughs) how much of the risk capital can I put here, learn from, and then decide if I want to do that. And maybe you try three things or two things in a year and go, okay, this one worked, this one didn't, or both these didn't work or both of these worked, but which one works better. Right. (laughs) And that's just how you're going to kind of go. Maybe you hear at an industry event like, oh, yeah, everyone's jumping on chat these days. Or this virtual ride-along thing is super cool. And, man, our our reps are doing so much better in the field. And you think, you know what? Like, I just keep hearing this. Like, I might as well try it, see what the entry is, see what's required, what it costs. That's the best measured way to go about this. That's how I recommend you investigate and research this topic and take it from there. So, and do it without it costing a lot, without it requiring a lot. Uh, if you can, uh, if you need suggestions or ideas, that's why a lot of these communities exist, these associations. Uh, feel free to ask questions too. You know, if you have a question about anything I've talked about in this episode, feel free to reach out. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm at CallSource. My name is Kevin D. So, yeah, that's that's it. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you heard some trend or something you thought, yeah. That's interesting. Or yeah, I've heard all this, you know, but, but is there something to revisit? Cause in some ways these things have changed. Some of these have changed drastically in the last year or two. So I hope it helps you grow your business and that's it for the close of the podcast today. Thank you for listening. 